What is it like to age well in the Garden State, where nearly a quarter of residents are over 60 years old? Are you one of them? Join New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well to discuss the ups and downs of aging in New Jersey. In this podcast series, we tap into our network of leading experts to provide a fresh look into the key issues affecting the state's older population and their families, including finances, housing, health, and security. Each half-hour episode details professional insight into how you can maximize the joy, minimize the challenges, and capitalize on the opportunities that aging in the Garden State offers. It's Older Americans Month, and this year's theme is Age My Way. Today, we have a group who's doing just that. Join us to meet the free walkers and learn about their way to healthy aging, walking. Hello, and welcome to Aging Insights. I'm Dr. Kathy Rowe, Executive Director of New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well, and today we're going to talk about walking. We have with us a very special and active group of people, Free Walkers New Jersey. And first, I want to welcome their president, Risa Olinsky. Risa, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you very much. So can you tell us about how Free Walkers got started? Yes. Um, about 10 years ago, 2010, a gentleman who was about 60 years old then had a vision that a human being could walk 50 miles in one day. And his name was Paul Kizak, is Paul Kizak. Mm -hmm. Paul uh, was a very active person. He was, he's also a cyclist. And he decided that what Robert F. Kennedy did in 1963, he walked 50 miles from Potomac, Maryland to Harpers Ferry, Virginia. And history tells us that his wife um, met him there and helped him. And he walked that 50 miles by himself. So Paul wow. decided to reenact this and also do other 50 mile walks. So Free Walkers was born. We are not just about walking 50 miles. We're about promoting walking in general for all ages, for health, for emotional health, for exploring, for community and everything that walking is good for. So good. I took over the organization about three years ago. Um, Paul stepped down. He has many great, many grandchildren and got very busy. So he passed it on to me. We are a nonprofit organization um, supported solely by donation and by volunteers. Everything we do, we volunteer. And I know that you yourself are a, a lifelong walker. Um, so much so that you've written a book about walking and the inspiration for getting going. Um, what made you write a book about it? Well, the book is Why Walk. I was an active person through most of my adult life. And I found myself walking to my kids' soccer games and doing things like that. But I also was an overweight person when I was younger. Uh, most people can't believe that, but I was decently overweight. And activity was very important to me. But when mm -hmm. I started walking longer distances, I, I had a revelation of this was more than losing weight. This was more than health. This was more than physical. This was a lifestyle. And mm -hmm. in my community, which is a very walkable community, Maplewood, New Jersey is a very walkable community. I discovered I could walk two miles to a store, bring my backpack and walk home. I also, being in my 60s, found that a lot of my friends were moving away. 
you know, they're downsizing, they're moving out of state, they're moving to Florida. So I started making connections and walking and talking with safe headphones on, you know, in safe places. I would make dates to walk with my friends virtually. Oh, wow. Yep. This was a way to stay in touch. We'd make it nice. Yeah. So the book I had written about eight years ago, I had put all these thoughts down on paper. I just, they were just sentences that I would just think about things almost like a journal. And I just put them all down on paper. They also came from the fact that I am a personal trainer. I'm a American council and exercise personal trainer, a health coach for over close to 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I heard stories from other people. Why walk? It has quotes in it, but they're not direct quotes. They're a compilation of all my experiences with people. And many of these experiences were more than, again, I'm walking to lower my blood pressure. I'm walking to, you know, I mean, they were just unusual things. Mm-hmm. In many ways, it opened up my eyes and I thought, wow, this, this is so inspirational to me. Why people go out and just take a walk. So I wrote these things down. And I've read the book and it's, it is inspirational. Um, and there's something that you say about why you walk. I think it's at the very, very beginning. Can you, can you say that for our audience? I walk, I walk because I can. And if the day comes that I can't, I will be grateful I did when I could. That to me is very important. I'm 67 years old. I do have arthritis. I've got joint issues, but if I don't move, I fear, not scared, but I say to myself, the day may come that maybe I'll have a walker. Hopefully I'll be closer to 90 or 95, <laughs> but I just want to keep moving while I can. And right. I can. Um, right. my, my mom passed at 92. And I tell a joke that the, she was not a physical person at all. Her idea of walking was if she went to the mall. So if she went shopping, that was walking. And, you know, and that's okay too. But the idea that we can keep moving at any age was very, very, very important. So I recommend that you do as little as you can or as much as you can and just add a little bit more as you go along. And I think with that, let's bring in the rest of our group from Free Walkers, New Jersey. Hi, my name is Adrian, and I am the host of Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. And I've been working with Risa as a personal coach since I'm 48 years old. I can do the 50 miles. I did start with an inability to do even two miles. And I think everyone should know that I'm 74 years old and have never been in better shape. My name is Diane Glace, and I've been walking with the three free walkers now maybe six years or so. I think what first attracted me was the 100-mile uh, walk across New Jersey. Um, and uh, I also walk with another group, um, which is a little different, ABA and so on, and we do slightly shorter walks, that kind of thing. Edward? Ed? Hi, I'm Ed. I've been uh, walking since high school, actually. I have a little bit of a different story. My high school had a very unique uh, hiking group and that we did walks between 20 to 80 miles in a day. And wow. I did that while I was in high school. And then when I left high school, I sort of left that behind, but was active all my life in hiking, biking, running. 
And um, about six or seven years ago, I was told about free walkers, that they were a group that actually did a 50 mile walk and it gave me an opportunity to um, walk 50 miles in a day again. So that's uh, was my primary reason to join free walkers, but I've sort of like uh, gone whole hog into it. It wasn't, it's no longer just about the 50 mile walk. Wow. And John? Um, hi, I'm John. I'm going to be 64 at the end of this year. Um, I don't know definitively, but I think I've been walking since I was about 12 months, 18 months old. <laughs> um, but I became introduced to free walkers somewhere in the last 10 years. And it was the Kennedy 50 walk, which brought them to my attention. And I've been walking with them since then, uh, uh, much more frequently in the last three, four years than before that. And Louise, who I met yesterday on the walk in Jockey Hollow, and in full disclosure, I did not finish the walk. I took the <laughs> shortcut when given the opportunity, so I could not keep up with you. But Louise? So I'm Louise Carter, and my, my inspiration to walk was actually my parents. My father walked to work about a mile and a half each way, and we did hikes up to Sunfish Pond on the top of the Delaware Ridge there when I was a kid. And I think that got me going. And I've been, I've done something active just about every day of my life since I was 18. And um, I only found out about Free Walkers last October. Um, and I'm delighted to be part of it because I like the challenge of longer walks. And I like that they're urban. A lot of them. And for me, that's like I've been in the woods all my life. So <laughs> it's great to just we just did the walk from Jersey City to Bayonne to Staten Island to Manhattan. You know, oh, wow. great. Now, Adrian, you have a podcast and a blog, Generation Bold, and you often talk about empowerment and aging. So how is walking empowering for you? We do a lot of um, uh, on our webcasts events for living joyfully, not fearlessly as we age. Mm -hmm. Just imagine being in one place and knowing that you could walk 50 miles in any direction and you could get there. What a power thing that is. True. Uh, at any age. It is just a mind-boggling thing and it gives you so much power and resilience for other things that come up in life. So That's it becomes a metaphor for your own power as you age. I love that part of this. Recently, so, something interesting. I think mm -hmm. it's a word that should be banned from free walkers. She said, I only walked, only walked 34 miles. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and I hear a lot of free walkers say, oh, I, I didn't finish. I only walked 25 miles. That's a marathon. You it is. Walked. I was just thinking that that's a marathon. And whether you run it or walk it or roll it, that is still a marathon and impressive. Actually, they do a marathon. They go to Philadelphia and we've done the walking marathon. Yeah. So, I mean, Edward, you were just saying like, so it is, it's intimidating. You say, oh, the script is a 50 mile walk or, you know, the short one yesterday was nine or 10 miles. So not everybody is going to be able to get up and do a big walk right at first. So how do you all suggest people get started? I was, I was being somewhat joking to say that I've been walking since I was 12 months old, but, 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 I, but I think that for me is kind of the key, right? I, 
I, you know, I've been walking my entire life, right? And, and, and people do walk in it and it's a relatively simple activity for most people. And yes, I've walked the 50 miles um, with free walkers and, you know, we do 15 miles, but I, I love even just getting out on my own to do an hour of walking around town. And, and, and I think it's a lot of those smaller activities repeated activities over time, um, which gets you from walking three miles to six miles to nine miles to 11 miles. Um, you know, it, it's not me, but if you're lucky enough to be able to be born to walk 25 miles at the get go, that's great. But I think most of us build it up over time. And you know, Rita's got a book, a wonderful book called Why Walk? And one of the things I've learned about older adults getting out there and making things happen is that the bigger their why, the easier the how. And okay. so walking is not just physical. It's also mental. You get into a meditative state, which Risa said, you have friends, you, you schmooze, you walk. Before you know it, the miles are really peeling away. And her wonderful book, Why Walk, gives a big group of reasons that people walk. So if you find your reason, for me, it was, honestly, it was vanity. I was sick and tired of being the fat kid. I was the fat kid since I was nine years old. And so that was a big why for me. For other people, it's the camaraderie, the health, whatever it may be, the fresh air, nature. You find your why, you'll start to walk. Okay. And how many days does it uh, take to start to make a habit stick, right? So if you can walk, uh, if you can do that and walk with a friend, I think, as Adrian says, that's very powerful with a small group um, through your town, around the track 10 times, you know, and keep it up, build that habit. Um, I think a long time ago, I learned, you know, you keep going to keep going. You have to keep going to keep going, right? True. And, you know, that's important. So it's amazing what a difference companionship makes. Like I've walked 12 miles, even the 21 miles we did the other day. And it just went by so fast because I was talking with people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I would have done that by myself, 21 miles, you know, six hours or whatever it was. Um, but talking with people, the time just went, you know, really fast. So the social aspect is really important. One of the things I love is, and Louise and I, when we were walking together last weekend, we were talking about this, is... You live in communities that we drive through all the time. We mm -hmm. just drive. We get in the cars and we drive. And there are things you don't see. There are experiences you don't okay. have until suddenly you've walked through a neighborhood. And, and we're walking and often, not all the time, but free walkers, we put like a, it's called a race bib, but it's not a race. Nothing we do is a race. And we have a number. And we do that so that we can see walkers in front of us and where we're going. And it identifies us as a group. People say things to us when we pass them. Oh, what are you walking for? Are you raising money? Yeah. And we look and we say, we're just walking because we can. And we like it and we want to. And we've talked to people. I've talked to people in neighborhoods and they're like, wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, oh, you're not raising money for something? So it's, <laughs> and, and we experience things differently on foot. We experience things differently. I think that's true. I mean, I was a New Yorker, um, like many people up in my part of New Jersey, and I would walk. It was my transportation. And when I moved out to the suburbs, walking became like, okay, I'll, I'll push the baby in the stroller. And then it became more and more complicated, and I started driving more. And uh, like you said, it really is different. Even your community, 
you don't notice the same things when you're driving. But when you're walking, and especially a lot of us were walking under COVID, it was for a long time, it was the only activity we could do. Starting to notice things that were in front of me all the time that had never, never popped out before. And mm -hmm. this is a generational group. And we know that it's harder and harder as you get older to really have friends that are younger than you. True. But this free walkers, uh, we have gone on international trips and my roommate was 30 years old. <laughs> and, you know, she said, oh, I, I'm a clubber. So when you're asleep, don't, don't worry, I, I'm there. I, I hope I don't wake you. Meanwhile, I'm a clubber too and I woke her up all the time. <laughs> so where else would I have Hold a, on. Yeah, a 30 to 29-year-old roommate in Rome? <laughs> Nowhere else. Free walkers brings the generations together. Yeah. I've been at two of your walks. I did the one yesterday and I had gone out in the fall to take pictures and meet you. Um, and there are really people from all over. And I think each time there's somebody doing it for the first time. So how do people find you and where are they coming from? There, we have a number of different sites. We have a website, freewalkers.org, one word.org. We use Facebook frequently. We have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. The mm -hmm. group itself is a private group because we don't want to, you know, be, we, but everyone that asks can get in unless we think it's dangerous or spam. Um, we use Eventbrite, which is a wonderful platform for getting the word out there. It's free. Okay. Um, we also use meetup groups. So we have a bunch of different social media um, not great on Instagram, but our 30-year-old used to do that for us. Um, but yeah, so we have a bunch of different sites. And I think, honestly, word of mouth is huge. Right? Okay. Word of mouth. And like yesterday on the walk that you saw, the hike that we did, Louise led it. Louise was our new time leader um, we, when we met. And, she, and Louise said, we got friendly. And she said, I have an idea for a hike. What do you think? And I said to Louise, great route it route it and look what we had we had like 30 people there yeah so word of mouth is really important because people motivate people so. true now you have all been all over the state um i saw on your website you have some great photos so could each of you tell me what what are some of your favorite walks in new jersey I, I do a lot of walk. I do the walking with the group. I, there are other groups that I walk with and I do a lot of walking on my own. And, and I, I was going through a period, I don't know, six months ago of there's not enough trails in New Jersey, right? I, I've walked that trail twice, three times, six times. Okay. Um, until I realized that I, I could walk it in September and then walk mm -hmm. it again in October. And, and, it's, and it's a different walk, right? Because you've got a different environment. Um, so, um, that's not an answer to your question, but, uh, among, among my favorite trails, I guess the pollen skill, um, is a favorite because it's extremely long and you can bite off pieces. It goes through really wonderful, uh, different, um, environments. Um, so, uh, so people looking for trails, I would advocate that one. And, you know, I'm a New Yorker, actually, New York City, me, Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And they walk all around Manhattan. It's about 32 miles. And just as everyone has said, every time I take that walk, I'm seeing something different, even mm -hmm. though I've lived there almost all my life. And I'll tell you, I moved. and I, I'm, I, I'm You get addicted to this, too. 
because it's wonderful for you. And it, it, all the endorphins come in. I moved that I'm coming back to, um, to their April event that they're doing in Virginia. So I like all the walks that are really sightseeing. There's a lot to see on these walks very often. There are occasions where we go to museums or occasions where we go to hundred year old graveyards and we look at what's going on. And so I love the towns, the walking through the towns, no matter what it is. Well, I'm looking forward. I want to do the one you do from Jersey City all the way up the Hudson, across the George Washington Bridge and down the other side of the Hudson. I'm looking forward to that one when you do it next. That's going to be great. Ed leads that. He actually leads that in the winter as well. We have, a, we have it in June. And then Ed created the same walk for winter. So like Adrian said, and someone else said, different seasons, different walks, different seasons, you mm -hmm. experience different things. The Lanape Trail, which has a little bit of both. It has urban and it links together a whole bunch of parks in Essex County. Mm -hmm. And then to throw in something different, someplace that I'd never been was uh, Holsting's Ice Cream Shop. If you're a Soprano fan, you know that's where the end of the Sopranos took place. So free walkers <laughs> took me there. So, um, and that's, that's another thing that I've been thinking about free walkers is like this other, the other day when we went to Staten Island, I hadn't been there in God knows how long. And I came home and I told my wife, we've got to go take the Staten Island ferry over. And we met somebody who was telling us about Snug Harbor. So free walkers just broadens your horizons. You nice. know, because I'm really not from New Jersey originally, I was not a person who went to the Jersey Shore. And another walk I love is down the Jersey Shore all the way to Asbury Park. Beautiful boardwalk walk. You get your calves look great because you're walking in the sand at certain periods of time. And then you end up in some wonderful club at the end of the whole thing. So it, it's just a, a wonderful thing. And I will tell you that many times at the beginning, I actually took a taxi or a car to finish up, to meet with the group. So, you know, there's no competition here. There's no shame here. Uh, it's you just make it your day and a lot of fun your way. Yeah. Diane, what are some of your favorite walks in New Jersey? Well, uh, my goal is to do the endless summer this, this year. I haven't done that, but that's what you just described, I think. And, uh, but I like the, uh, the whole 100 uh, mile cross New Jersey, just from the towpath. Um, and then just going through, number of different towns that I, I would never walk through, uh, uh, probably just whiz by in a car, you know, but walk mm -hmm. through, through the center of town, uh, grab something to eat or something to drink along the way and continue walking through wonderful parks and areas that it's just a discovery, um, a lot of discovery in terms of New Jersey. So I'm, I'm uh, recently retired, so I have a whole list now of free walker things that I am going to be free to do, and I'm very excited about that. So, um, But the towpath and um, those parks, and I have quite a list. Roosevelt Island is coming up yet as soon, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. Yes. Um, April 16th, I think. Yeah, that's, that's um, on my list. That's one of uh, Diane's mentioning the towpath. That's the DNR Canal. And okay. We... Over And the 100 miles is something that Paul had designed, Paul Kizek had designed, to walk the East Coast Greenway um, Trail, the Greenway. It's part of the East Coast Greenway Alliance. And that's a trail that goes from Key West, and correct me, guys, if I'm, I'm getting it wrong, from Florida to Maine. Literally wow. Literally to Maine. 
And they are an organization based in Durham, North Carolina, and we're very grateful to them because over the years they've helped us as well get started. So part of it in New Jersey is literally going from Trenton, which we've started, as Diane was saying, up the canal. This coming weekend, we're gonna do another part of it from Princeton to New Brunswick. And then we do New Brunswick to Metro Park. From Metro Park, 50 miles, that's the last piece up to Manhattan. So that's what the 100 miles comes in. That's right. Oh, wow. Um, Louise, what, what are some of your favorite walks? Well, not with free walkers, but I love Mount Tammany, which is the uh, mountain overlooking the Delaware Water Gap. I, oh, right. I, I've been there many, many times. But I think the, the hike we did that went from Jersey City to Bayonne to Staten Island, I mean, that was awesome. And the views, I mean, just those views of, of New York and the, the Verrazano Bridge and, you know, just beautiful. So It's also interesting where these walks end. I, again, I'm a culture vulture, and a lot of my friends are. Uh, the Roosevelt Island, it ends just in time for you to take the ferry to Manhattan and see a show. And I'm not kidding. The Trenton Walk is often done when there's a big Trenton Art Fair, and it ends mm -hmm. right at the Trenton Art Fair. There's one that deals with Princeton, New Jersey. Again, you can then go to Princeton and go to the museum. These are, these are days that you can make your own in so many ways. And when you've got the stamina that you build up, mm -hmm. uh, you afterwards this is not an occasion where you're going to go home and say oh for the next three days i just have to sit on the couch it's just the opposite <laughs> you build so much stamina and health it's hard it's really hard to imagine it at any age so i i just love it now you know well as you are all talking you know we know that walking is good for you it's good exercise it's good for your heart your doctor will say you know go for a walk in fact there's something called park rx where the doctors can tell you this is the park near you go for a walk. But you're not really talking about just the physical side. You're all mentioning, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but you're all talking about something beyond the physical exercise. Absolutely. So what is, you know, what is it that you feel or you take away from being such avid walkers? When I first started exercising when I was about 18, I thought I was, and then as I got older, I thought I was doing it for my heart. Okay. Because that was when that was back when they just came up with the Surgeon General's report from, you know, this guy in Texas and everything. And then I don't know, 20 years ago, I realized, no, I'm doing it because it deals with anxiety, it deals with feeling bad, depression. Um, and it just I have to do something every day. And it's like my, it's like my medicine. So wow. and it's a very uh, safe one. <laughs> would you be well if i may say if louise will share with what she retired from what she says is really important oh i i, I am a physician so. <laughs> oh okay so, so I don't, you I know don't, you don't mind me saying that but i'm very proud of the fact that you know she well proud that she's my friend too but but that those words coming from you it's not just coming from another doctor but coming from someone that has lived it and has had people you know, when, when you have to say that to someone. For me, it builds self-confidence and self-esteem. Uh, you know, being uh, somebody who's an influencer to baby boomers and older adults, we become invisible. We become invisible after a certain age. We lose our self-esteem. We wonder where we have our place in the world. Our energy wanes. And I had that issue much younger because, as I said, I had a body issue. 
And in order to, um, to go out there and make things happen, you really have to have a lot of self-confidence in an ageist world. And I'm telling you, this gives you incredible self-confidence. When you step back and think that even five miles, four miles is easy for you. It doesn't have to be 50. You've really changed who you are. You see yourself in a different way, in a much more powerful way. And I love the self-confidence and self-esteem that Free Walkers gives. It's not what I expected, believe me, but it is what happened. Great. I, I mean, I, I agree. There is the, the physical exercise part of it, right? But, but there are a thousand things you can do to get exercise. And in fact, you can look behind me and I've got an elliptical machine. But there's something about getting out and walking as the sun is coming up over the horizon, which is spectacular. There's a trail that runs on the uh, New Jersey side of the Hudson um, and, and literally right on the Hudson. And if you don't time it right, the high tide is going to make you have to scramble out of the way. But being that close to the water, um, you, you know, for, uh, when, I, when I'm walking by myself, sometimes it's a great opportunity to listen to an audiobook as I'm walking um, or a podcast. There's just, um, and, and frankly, I could go on forever, but there's just so many um, wonderful things that you can do without even thinking about the, the fact that you're doing physical exercise, uh, which is good for you. For me, it was a challenge to do something that I did 40 years ago and whether I could still do that. And uh, turned out I could. Uh, the first one was very difficult, but you know, next two or three years, it got easier. And then um, these 50 mile walks have sort of become events that they actually have become fun. Many of the same people show up and you had, you go out to dinner the night before and afterwards there's a little celebration and uh, it really has become more than just the uh, challenge. Now, I know you have a big event coming up in June and can you tell us about that? We, well, we have a few, we have few. Well, we have the Alexandria event, which people are still welcome to join us at. That's a two day event, but it's not in New Jersey. It's in Old Town, Virginia, Old Town, Alexandria, excuse me. The big one we have coming up in June is the um, Hudson River Loop. It's on our calendar. And that's the one where we go from Jersey City and we go up the Hudson River over the GW Bridge, which is in itself is an experience. <laughs> and we warn people, we say, hug the, the railing <laughs> because the cyclists will come and go and, you know, but you walk over the GW Bridge and down the Greenway, the Hudson Greenway, the west side of Manhattan. That's one. It's like a movie. So you can walk up and if you don't want to do a super long distance, you can hop the light rail and get back to Exchange Place. Okay. Right? You can do that. You can take an Uber. We meet at Whole Foods up in... Um, uh, Edgewater, right, in Edgewater. We meet up in Edgewater. And again, you can you can leave. And if you get into Manhattan, of course, once you get over the bridge into Manhattan, it's easy to, as I call, bail and get a train or a bus and get back to the station. But people, we have had more people than you can imagine surprise themselves, like everyone is saying, because once you start, you forget about the time. So we have some very fast walkers. And then we have some that might walk 2.5 to three miles an hour. Depending on the event, we have what's called a sweeper, depending on the event. 
It's not 100% guaranteed, but everyone spreads out at times when it's a longer walk. If we're in a place that we need to stay together, like the woods, like we were yesterday with Louise, then we stay together. But you can go at your own pace and mm -hmm. often meet somebody going at your pace. So this, this may or may not be about walking. So I've, I've been involved in the Kennedy 50 walk three, three different times. And that's from, I think it's Bethesda, Maryland, up to Harper's Ferry in West Virginia, along the trail that Robert Kennedy walked in 1963, I believe. Um, the first time I started, um, I didn't get very far and, and had to go back. The second time I completed the 50 miles, but the third time I did it, I ended up uh, volunteering to help staff the, uh, the 50 mile. And I got to tell you, that was such fun for me because I got to, um, well, first of all, I, I got to hang out with Risa most of the time, right? And, um, she, you know, she's always a blast. But um, to be there for the people who are walking to, whether it's a word of encouragement or a, um, uh, you know, provide them with a water, it was, it was just a blast. So um, I, I think that highlights the, the social aspect of what Free Walkers is doing and the fact that it's just a really great group of people to be engaged with. And Free Walkers solves a terrific problem that is unarticulated. I don't think it's being talked about much. Uh, on Generation Bold, my audience, the one problem they have is that they're aging differently from their friends and even their spouses. Mm -hmm. And many of them want to go out there and do something, and they're brought down by the very people they love and the people that want around them. This is a place where you can go by yourself and not be by yourself. This is a place where you can let your friends and your spouse do what they love on that day. And you cannot be alone and don't have to do this alone. And you can really spread your wings. And nobody puts you down for it or makes fun of it or thinks that you're, you're not aging the right way. You go right out there and make it happen. And that's a big thing with free walkers that you, most people um, are walking by themselves with friends rather mm -hmm. than as couples and so on. And that's just a wonderful freedom for the one who wants to be more active and not have to drag along somebody that's not as interested because they have nobody to go with. I love that. I see, I see Diane is nodding along with that. Yeah. No, I think it's a, uh, it's a, uh, a great group of people. And I see the age range as quite uh, big compared to the, uh, the other, one of the other groups that I walk with, which tends to be a much older group. So there's always great conversation. Uh, and um, it, it's all, it's a way to challenge yourself. And I think uh, that's a good thing. Well, I think that so much of what you say, as have said, resonates with other people, especially like, you, you know, you can go alone and be walking with friends. You don't have to, you don't have to do the whole 50 miles and there's no competition. There's no shame. And you just are really, really inspirational. And I was so glad that I was able to join you and I am inspired to keep up my walking and not sit too many days straight at a desk. I have to get out there. Um, and I want to thank you for joining us. I mean, this has been just terrific and you are the best example of aging well in New Jersey that I could think of. Um, I hope, I hope someday I can keep up with you. <laughs> to find out more information and to view our previous episodes, please visit our website at njaaw.org and click on Aging Insights. 
Aging Insights is brought to you with the support of the Wallerstein Foundation for Geriatric Life Improvement, our funders, supporters, and viewers like you. I want to thank our partners here at PCTV for helping us bring our guests to you today. And if you need information or resources about services in your area, you can contact your county office on aging. Their phone number can be found on our website, or you can dial the state hotline at 877-222-3737. New Jersey Advocates for Aging Well wants to remind you to stay safe and healthy. Thank you, and be sure to tune in next time.